Hello, everybody out there, and welcome back to the Limit Up podcast presented by Top Step. Rumors of our deaths were greatly exaggerated. You might be asking yourself, where have Dan and Jack been for six months? Well, there was a lot going on at Top Step, some shakeups and what have you going on there. But more importantly, I was gone because me and my wife had a baby, and he is wonderful. And he is so wonderful that... In this recording that you're about to hear now, where Dan and I talk about our 2022 trading goals, you might hear a special cameo by our baby. And you know what? It's the Zoom era, right? Everyone gets that this goes on, so we're sorry for anything like that. But the reason we had to do it then is that we're recording the podcast live now. That's right. If you go to YouTube at 3 p.m. Central on Thursdays, Dan and I will be doing that and going through the day's market moves. So we hope to see you there. It's on the Top Step YouTube channel. And in the meantime, uh, please enjoy this recording. We're looking forward to being back and hope to have a great time with you. See you later. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we started it last year. Now we're actually following through. Welcome to the recap slash limit up podcast presented by Top Step. We're going to take this live YouTube feed, and we're going to throw it into our podcast feed now. So on Thursday afternoons, we're going to discuss the markets from the day, but also we're going to talk about a topic du jour. Now, we took like a six-month break because, as Dan mentioned earlier, we swore we would never do this podcast so long as Prince Andrew retained his royal titles. <laughs> well, I didn't get to it just yet, but when I started to see equity start to dump, that quick, that first initial sell um, after after we got below settlement price or we accepted below settlement price, all of a sudden I'm looking around. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on right now? I pull up my phone and the first thing I see of a notification is Queen Elizabeth has stripped Prince Andrew of all his titles. And I'm like, well, that's not causing this. There's more to it. But uh, that was my initial uh, findings when I first did the quick glance. It has to be embarrassing to be of a certain age and to get your title stripped by your mother. I don't know if there's a real... um there's not really something like that for you and me, Dan. I don't think my mom has any titles she can take from me. I think she I'm can't just take, Mr. She, can't take anything from me at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If anyone's listening to this on the podcast feed, by the way, where have we been for six months? Well, Dan's been here on YouTube. I've been doing some YouTube things, too. Um, I also had a baby in the meantime, or my wife did. So you might hear him in the background from time to time. My wife's doing an audition right now. It's all very complicated. But so in addition to the markets today, we thought that we could discuss since it's the beginning of 2022 of what our trading goals are for 2022. It's January 13th, so they're not resolutions anymore. They are goals, right? I like so that. we can start by keeping on diving into this news of the day here in the markets. As you said, it was a big down day today. There's been more of those frequently led by the NASDAQ. At the European close, everything puked. Dan noted that it coincided with Prince Andrew getting his title strip. Dan, do you honestly think there's any connection there? To the stocks? Yeah. Not at all. Um, yeah, okay. Just I do want to I, I do want to say one thing. Um you know, being that this is now also the podcast every Thursday afternoon, it's essentially a live podcast. So if you are already tuned in on YouTube or you're hearing this on the feed, but you want to join in on YouTube, 
We got questions, comments. You can always bring them in, and we can answer stuff live too, which I'm excited about. And uh, I know we've got a ton of comments in here. I want to say hello to everyone, but first, I got two things I just need to touch on. Uh, Aquanimus, I I butcher it every time. Um, Hopefully, let me know. I adjusted my audio a little bit. Hopefully, it is uh, equivalent to Jack's here. Um, And then Ricardo is just saying we can be Duke and Lord of Top Step. I like that. I'm fine with that. Count, it's all good. Now, one moment. I need to attend to the baby very quickly. This is like the worst possible time to do this. We got to do it now. If you're listening to the podcast, by the way, jump in here at 3 p.m. on Thursdays, and we'll answer those questions. Back in one second. Absolutely. So in the meantime, I want to kind of touch on when you start get into the new year, right? You want to start to think about goals, or you kind of want to do this a little bit ahead of time, right, before the year ends, so you can kind of hit the ground running. We always know beginning of year when it comes to trading really takes off strong. We get some excitement. Um, we're seeing good volatility. We're seeing great volume. You know, you look at it. I've seen multiple days here. You're seeing S&Ps with 2 million plus contracts traded. You're seeing NASDAQ putting up 800,000 contracts pushing that million dollar or million contract day. So we're seeing strong volume come in. So when you sit down to start your year, you definitely uh, you definitely want to have some solid plans and goals around your trading. So with that being said, Jack is back. Um, the baby has calmed down and I'm glad my volume meets, uh, meets your guys or you guys pointed that out about the volume. Thank you. Yeah. How's my volume? Good? I think so. It says I'm it back. Sounds, sounds mo better. I am rocking the baby with my foot. I am ready to do some trading commentary here. Perfect. So, uh, Dan, you mentioned the uh, tenure yields. That's sort of like I still think the story right now. It's kind of interesting with that 7% inflation print yesterday, highest in, you know, since there used to be inflation, like in the early 80s. Right. And, a, you know, far cry from the 0.4 it got down to during the uh, depths of the pandemic. Um, this is part of a 40-year cycle, right, of compression of the 10-year rates. And I'm so interested to see where it goes from here. But then after going above 1.8, it's back down a little bit again, despite that 7% uh, print yesterday. Can you make sense of that? No, I can't make anything, make sense of anything after that 7% print yesterday. Like I, um, I have, I've, as we've discussed in multiple uh, mediums when it comes to content stuff, I have a pickup truck. It's a 2019. I was thinking about getting rid of it this year. I've looked at how much I owed on the truck versus the value of the truck. The value of the truck over three years and almost 40,000 miles is almost equivalent to what I paid for it brand new. So that's just one of them. I'm also in the process of shopping for a new Harley. And I'm going through and I'm like, let's see if I can find a deal on a Harley out there. Summer's around the corner. I'd love to get a new bike. I'm going looking at bikes. I went and looked at one the other day. It was a 2015 Harley Davidson Street Glide sticker you know it's a nice bike sticker it's over a twenty thousand dollar bark bike i'm thinking if i can find a five or six year old one maybe i can get a decent deal on it with some decent miles i don't mind these with miles on them no one's putting hundred thousand miles on motorcycles that quickly so i'm like ah, let's go check them out and i'm looking at them i'm going through i'm taking a look at some of these bikes and they're asking values that you would have asked brand new back in 2015 and i'm like looks like i'm not getting a new motorcycle this year i mean to me, it's just mind-boggling that we can continue to see these stocks go higher when everything is expensive. Well, I guess the thought is in some ways, that's why the NASDAQ gets hit by it, right? Because you're putting a bigger discount rate on future earnings. But, you know, if you're a company that's making money now, uh, you know, they're making the money from the car. That's how corporate profits hit the record last quarter, right? 
you know, everyone complains about different parts of inflation, but uh, the companies are getting their share too. They're always going to eat. Oh, that absolutely. Is, uh, Us consumers, we're the ones that are going to feel it. Exactly. So we're getting burnt at both ends there. We're getting hammered. So hopefully your your long stacks <laughs> and you can yeah. just well, hopefully keep for, going this grind. Oh my God. A- anyone who's been short has been just, besides today, just been already obliterated by this point. You know, it'll be Tesla a million by next year. I have no doubt. Uh, it's sarcasm. Don't use that as trading advice. Um, so, Dan, we're watching the 10-year rate going forward, and that'll play into our trading goals for this year. Absolutely. So I was thinking, I was trying to distill one thing that I'm going to focus on this year. And I think it's a theme that I did not follow last year. And so my goal is I'm going to stay away from the next shiny object and just focus on one or two old reliable products, right? I'm not going to get, now I wasn't investing in meme stocks or something, right? But I got a little bit caught up in trying to snatch that delicious options volatility from all these meme stops, meme stocks out there. Cause it's just so enticing when you have weekly premiums that are, you know, 10, 20% of the value at some points, but that's the casino, right? We always tell people to stay out of the casino, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or go to a casino if that's what you want to do. Um, that's what I should do too. The problem is I can't stand casinos. So I'm just going to work on, I don't know, working out, eating better, and just focusing on ES futures, for instance, or the 10-year treasury note. I think those are the two that I'm looking to trade this year. How about you? So when we first brought up this topic, and I think it's such a common thing when we are talking to traders out there, it's like, this is what you should do at the beginning of every year. I've been at this for more than half my life at this point. Um, I've been doing this for a pretty long time. I don't really come into a new year with new goals. Um, To be completely honest with you, typically the goal of a new year for me is keep doing what you're doing. The last few years, I've been very fortunate. I've had some really good success. And each year, I've kind of peeled it back a little bit so I don't get overzealous when it comes into trading. So right now, for me, it's uh, managing my expectations. This year didn't have to equal last year or the year before. I've had some good opportunities there. I've had some good trades. So this year, it's going to be actually to take more time off. I know you guys are probably thinking, what the hell, Dan, take more time off? Well, put it this way. Um, I can take about 45 PTO days a year from Top Step. Um, I'm going to take advantage of that, and I'm going to probably take even more time off of trading strictly because I got to treat myself. I've worked really hard doing this, so that's going to be a goal of mine is I'm actually going to kind of peel back as much as, as what I'm doing. I'm going to try and slow it down this year. Um, so that's going to be my goal. It does not have to equal last year. I think my execution, I want to be equivalent to what I've seen the last few years, uh, my control, my discipline, um, but I'm not coming in with the expectations that this year financially needs to equal last year. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take more time off of work and off of trading this year. I think that's a good idea. And, you know, for instance, neither of us are trading professionally in the way that we used to. And there it was harder to take the time off you needed. And that was also always the thing that would get to me. And I see people who spend a lot of time in front of the screens each day. And that was the thing that ultimately sort of made me, uh, that's the part you don't like, where you're just kind of, 
you feel stuck, right? You're trying everything. It's not working. So you put in more time, you know, if I was going to put in more time, sort of like was, was it a uh, Abe Lickett or George Washington who talked about, uh, if they were, you know, had an hour to chop a tree down or whatever, they'd spend, you know, 50 minutes sharpening the blade, right? Is if I was going to spend more time doing anything, it would be doing research, developing strategies, reviewing past performance, not the active trading part of that. Because I don't think that there's a proportional, I think it's good to get your screen time in, but I don't think there's proportional returns for if that's all you do. I think most people spend way too little time on the strategy portion and reviewing the performance. You bring up a good point. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons like why I ended up leaving the professional side and more, you know, on my own stuff now is just because it was my job to trade. Like that was my full-time job. I had to trade every day. I had to, I couldn't take when I wanted and when I wasn't feeling it, you really don't get to take those days off. Like you're not, you're not just putting on a simple outright trade, you know, where you can call, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that. When you're at a firm, you've got positions. You kind of got to plan any time off. You can't be like, ah, I'm, I don't feel good today. Like I, I'm not there mentally. You don't have that opportunity. You have to trade. It's a full-time job. You have to go in. You got to be on the systems. You got to be at least managing that. Maybe you're not adding to, um, but you got to manage those positions, even if you're not feeling it. And that's the one big advantage we have of like this retail side. You can flatten pretty easily. You know, even when I was in some, major positions like you give me a week i can get that thing pretty delta neutral at least carry something but i can get myself into a position where the the position is net flat and i can take a deep breath and i i can take a couple days off um but it takes time to get to those points and now here i can go exit cancel all i got some longer stocks on and some longer options i'm not concerned about those things are covered you know, I'm protected there. Let's get out of this. Let's take four days off. Like I, we can do that now. And you don't have that opportunity when you're at in a professional setting. Yeah. Well, what are you trading today as far as futures? Like you said, you had a great 2021. Are you just in, uh, are you just trading S and P futures? Uh, no, actually 2021, uh, there's a lot more NASDAQ involved. Um, and I still do dabble in the treasury options and treasury calendar spreads quite a bit. That's my background. Um, yeah, that stuff I, I enjoy. Um, so like yield spreads to me is one of the funnest things to trade. Um, so I do, I'm pretty heavily active in yield spreads, um, which to me is a lot of fun. Uh, the two to five, five to 10, 10 to 30, kind of splitting those things across. I really enjoy those types of spreads. Um, that that's one of my favorite things to, to trade NASDAQ this year. I did the last half of, uh, 2021, there's a lot more active in NASDAQ. I've never been a fan. I don't like its volatility. Um, I don't find it to be a professional, like full-time institutional style market. I feel it's more powered by the retail side of things. So I wanted to get involved in that. And uh, I've had some fun. I've had some really crap days on it, but I have, uh, for the most part, it's been a successful venture kind of getting into NASDAQ. But I spent six months prepping before I started. Well, this might be interesting because, you know, the majority of our volume at Top Step, right, is people trading the NQ. In your year, like, introduction to the NASDAQ, do you have any takeaways that you would uh, give to people who are looking to trade that whippy little product? Yeah, I mean, number one, you got to have a fat pocketbook. Um, 
you know, that's number one. You, you can't be coming in with, just because it's a $5 tick, a lot of people, I think, myself included, you know, if you're not active in it, you think $5 a tick, hey, I got, I can trade, a, I can actually start this with a little bit less money. Um, I would say actually the opposite because it's such a whippy product. Um, you know, you can move $1,000 through a level, but that level's still holding in NASDAQ. Um, so you got to be okay taking some heat in some of the trades. Not always is that going to be the case, but I do see a lot of that where you got to be prepared uh, with that. Levels are extremely, and everyone in, that's watched the recap has kind of heard me talk about this idea of elasticity. Every market has a certain elasticity. I view them as rubber bands. And Jack, the NASDAQ is, remember when we were younger and like, I don't know where, where you grew up, but where I grew up, mailman walked on foot, Right. And he had his big bag and he always had like a thousand rubber bands on his wrist because every, uh, his name was Rich. I remember him vividly, nice big beard on him, really nice guy. I think he still works the neighborhood I grew up, uh, but he had these big rubber bands. And so each house, he'd pull the rubber band off and put the mail in the, throughout, in the little door slot. But he had these huge rubber bands and that huge one, I mean, you could stretch it with your friends. You were snapping kids like 10 feet away with them. Um, and when yeah. we had fun with them, it's one of those rubber bands. Like that's the elasticity of this. Like there's a point where it's going to stop. Um, but how far is that rubber band going to stretch? And to me, NASDAQ is that rubber band. You want to hear a wild mail delivery story that, you know, I'd love to hell we're doing, you know, a podcast. So we might as well tell stories like this because you'll never get another chance to our mailman growing up was great, but we had a, uh, paper delivery person i forget if it was like the chicago tribune or like wall street journal or something and he was very on time and stuff but then one day and you'll see why i'm now regretting maybe going down this he tried to uh abduct one of our neighbors and uh ended up like sh shooting her in the uh like like you can't make this stuff up <laughs> and uh so like it was this big thing. I was in like grade school at the time. Like the schools were locked down. She didn't. She she got away. She she was oh, like a, uh, she was like a, a Vietnam nurse or something like that. Um, so he like bit off maybe a little bit more than he was trying to do. But uh, I remember like years later talking to my like I was older. I was talking to my mom about it. like that was that was friggin' weird. It, just, it had happened like just down the block from the place where I grew up, and. Um, she said, like, yeah, and, you know, the paper's, like, never been on time since he went to jail. <laughs> like, so this guy was completely, as I said, it was going to be a strange story there. So, Dan, bet we weren't expecting that today. No, that's not where I thought you were going with that one. But, um, man, I'm just glad she got away and she's okay. Oh, Jeez. yeah, no, she, you know, she, could, she did great. But, yeah, weird one there. So, uh on a lighter note, I guess we could say, as we start to uh, wind down here, Dan, uh, if you could give Prince Andrew's title, you know, it's open now. If you could give it to anyone, who would you give it to? You know, maybe people are going to think I'm, I don't know, you can have your opinion on me, but it does not sound really enjoyable, enjoyable to be a part of this royal family um, over the last few years, the more information that's come out um between the the prince harry stuff and this and gosh knows i'm not in, you know from there i don't pay close enough attention but the little bits i picked up i don't think i'd want to put that on anyone yeah but you could put it on like an enemy or something too 
Yeah, but then I might upset someone else who thinks who knows more and says no, it's actually not a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think I would, uh, you know, maybe give it to a uh, paparazzi or someone to see like put them on the other like side. It. Yeah, put them on the other side. It could be sort of like a modern day Christmas story or something like that. All right, I could get down with that. Yeah, one of the the royal family paparazzi people. Hey, now you got a title. You're on the other side. See how you like getting the cameras flashed in your face. Yeah, yeah. That was like monkey, monkey's paw situation. So that cool. works real quick. I just want to give a shout out to everyone in here. We've got some comments too, but uh, Bill, David, good to see you. Uh, Louis, Ricardo, good to see you. Autolicious. Um, I feel like uh, I'm watching and listening to top step content more than anything with this foundation class on top of all these, like here in that Ricardo. Bill, good to see you. Um, let's see. Equanimous, good to see you. Glad my we got my audio lined up there. Um, Ricardo's got a, a newborn at home himself, so he definitely gets having to get up and run away, Jack. Um, Bill, good to see you. Let's see. Me, Yokami, good to see you. Um, let's see here. Um, all three of my discords bought into BBIG today. That means we'll be making posts about it tonight. I think a massive short squeeze is coming. We'll see. 2021 was the year of the short squeezes there. Norman, I love this comment from Norman uh, because of your guys' advice. I'm only trading a couple times a week, um, trading on those A setups only. Love hearing that, Norman. I think that is one of the most important things as we develop in traders. We're only taking those number one, the four-star, the A setups, whatever you want to call it. We're using those. Charles, good to see you. Uh, Luck Johnson. And uh, good to see all of you guys. So if you guys do have questions as Jack and I are going through stuff or things kind of pop up in your head throughout the week or we haven't, you know, you do have questions, whether it's trading related or some top stuff stuff, don't ever hesitate to drop it in here with us. Um, Let's see, Charles, I haven't found a stock yet, but I think banks and energy might perform best this year. All right, Charles, bring them in on Monday. Um, Jack, every last year for uh, the recap, we bought into... Bitcoin at $34,000 at the start of the year, as well as Airbnb at $148 a share. Um, we made money on both. We were we were down and we were up. We were up big in Bitcoin at one point. Uh, ended up making about ten grand on the year in Bitcoin, which is pretty good. So nice well, there you little go. That's not 30, 35%, 36% return. And this year, Rivian I is the one I proposed. So Monday, it was eighty-one forty-four on the buy. Okay, so well, hold. that is a high-risk, high-reward proposition right there. Uh, just because someone mentioned Trading Foundation, too. Yeah, we're doing these uh, classes at 1230, Monday through Thursday. Um, you can email one of us. Uh, I'm jack at topstep.com, and we could probably get you in there if you're not. Also, we have Topstep Trading Hour coming up on January 26th. There'll be some info about that. So some good stuff coming around the corner there. Yeah, and if I'm not going to put out my email like Jack, but uh, you can email support at topstep.com and they'll forward me information. <laughs> yeah, probably do that first. I'm not deluding myself to believing there's so many people watching that I'm going to be flooded with these things. Um, Plus, you can you know, you know can guess people's corporate emails generally. We do have a good question here from Equanimous. Uh, for volume profile, do you use on CL and ZN? Are you still using 833? No, I am not. So... Um, the crude oil opens up actually at 8 a.m. Central Time, so I run from 8 till 1 p.m. Central Time on my crude oil. Um, and then ZN, 
uh, that's treasuries. Treasuries open up at 7.20. So my profile actually starts at 7 a.m. because I'm on a 30-minute chart. So I started at 7 a.m. and I close that out at 2 p.m. on pit close. So I run pit hours for all of them there. Yeah, all the big numbers for uh, treasuries, 7.30 usually. Yep. So yeah, that's a, that, that's an early one. That was why I used to get up early. Yeah, and you know, Jack, as we speak numbers here, I mentioned mine earlier this week, but I'd love to hear what are going to be some of your biggest numbers you're going to pay attention to this year as it relates to economic releases. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, hot take number one, I am not paying that close attention to the unemployment number. Now, it's still going to move markets, but as far as building my sort of view on things, I think that number has shown that it's just completely detached from everything right it kind of just just from the way it's gathered i don't know what the problem is but there seems to be a disconnect like the the expectations are always way off at one way or another it doesn't seem to tell us a lot if anything labor force participation is something i'm looking at closer um things i will be very much looking at cpi as you might have guessed be looking at cpi gdp and just looking at i think stock earnings too like we mentioned earlier um, you know, with all these headwinds with inflation and stuff, there was record profits last quarter. So if though if corporate earnings start compressing, that is something that because don't delude yourself to believing it can always it'll keep on going higher in the long run. But this is a pretty richly valued market at the second. We have been on a hell of a trend since the bottom of the pandemic. And it's interesting, we're a little bit almost like in a little bit of a plateau here. Would you say, Dan, like when I think about like the ES or something? Yeah, I think you're we're, we're kind of in like a, a, a decent little pattern, high to low, low to high. Um, it's pretty big, but, you know, over the last couple of months, you can kind of see it there. Um, I think you're spot on with CPI. I will say when it comes to jobs numbers, unemployment's not a real big one for me right now. It's like the mass exodus in a sense of people like quitting their jobs and transitioning. But I think uh, non-farms is going to be payrolls is going to be a little bit more important to me than so much a little bit more than just that unemployment number yeah there's a uh, bfrn lurking in the s p 500 you know that 5000 i think that that i don't know like that's something that i think will give people some pause or confirmation one way or another right if we can get to it and hold above it we could take off but if you see us touch it in quick rejection you know that could send 4,000 may be the next step. Well, when, yeah, I can see um, that. We got a couple other questions real quick. I just want to touch on them. Uh, Charles asking about ATR. Um, if you have a moment, I don't really use ATR. It's not something I look at, um, but I can get more information come Monday. Jack, any thoughts on ATR? Yeah, it's not one of the things that I use, but I could, yeah. If we want to talk Monday about it or next Thursday, I'd be Let's, happy uh, to. We'll bring it up next Thursday. Jack and I will have some more information. I hate to, I, I know a little bit, but I'd rather uh, refresh my memory on everything before I'm talking about it. And then uh, we got one more times, pit times for grains. Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. Grains are 9 a.m. Central time to 1 p.m. Central time. Mick would obviously know I've never traded a grain in my life. I know I, that they have a funky schedule. I believe it's it's between eight and nine they open, um, and then one p.m. close. I always Better remember it because to... I I hated them because mm -hmm. we were on the floor at seven, you know, six thirty for seven twenty open, 
and we left after they left. So they'd show up after us and they leave before us. So I always hated green guys because of that. Oh yeah. I, I was the same way doing doing bonds where you had to be there early and then it went till four. Those guys would be there like, you know, having cocktails at series by like noon or something like that. Right. It was a, not what I wanted to see. I agree. Well, that's what I got for us here today, Jack. You got anything else? No, good. Well, thanks for bearing with us here. We're going to work out some kinks along the way, but I uh, love the idea of kind of doing something like this live on YouTube so we can kind of interact and take any questions. Um, yeah, look forward to getting back into it again. So we'll decide a new topic for next week, and hopefully it will be somewhat enlightening. And who knows, maybe some other um, delivery person ran amok in my neighborhood, too. We'll find that out. Well, we look forward to the stories. Um, but on that note, uh, John will be back tomorrow morning, 7.45 a.m. Central Time with the market forecast. So until then, stay safe, wash your hands, trade smart, and trade well. Jack, send us home. As we would say at the end of the podcast, everyone, we'll see you next week. Namaste and trade well, y'all.